Good afternoon and welcome to the Gentleman Medium Paranormal Podcast on the 19th of December 2022. I'm going to read you a chapter from my new book, UFOs, The Demonic Connection, which explores the possibility that alien encounters may not be what we think they are. Are they indeed visitors from another planet or something far more sinister, demons from another dimension? Nighttime visitations are recorded throughout various cultures and history, but what is really going on? Is it beneficial to mankind, or does it have a sinister objective? The deceivers are among us. They have been for thousands of years, and they are very, very real. This chapter is called Flying Triangles Over the UK. It is as clear in my mind today as it was back then in 1995. It was a crisp morning and I had left home at 5.45am to start my new job in London, as I did not want to be late. I was travelling up the A21 in East Sussex when I noticed to my right a very bright white light, bigger than a star but smaller than the sun and the moon. My first thought was it was a helicopter, but I found myself keeping glancing at it, almost drawn toward it, as I headed north it was on my right hand side. As I headed towards Robertsbridge in East Sussex, the light seemed to be getting closer, which meant it was travelling from east to west across my northern path. As I approached the roundabout on the A21 and just before Robertsbridge, I was shocked to see a massive black triangular-shaped craft about twice the size of an average semi-detached house approaching my direction from the right. I slowed down my car to look in absolute amazement as it drifted across my path, totally silent. It had a very bright light at the front end, and as it drifted over, I noticed it had orange and green lights on its edges. I quickly pulled over my car and wound down my window. I was slightly perplexed that another car in front of me did not seem to see it as it drifted out of view. I quickly grabbed a piece of paper out of my car and quickly scribbled what I had witnessed and I have this piece of paper to this day. Several things seemed to happen all at once. The air seemed very still, and there was an ethereal silence. No birds, noise, nothing, as the triangular-shaped craft drifted overhead. Time stood still for a brief moment. It was like being awake in a dream. Something I have never told anybody was that I received a mental impression in my mind's eye. Very briefly, I was shown an image of a blonde, blue-eyed, human-looking being and a message we will meet again. To this day, I have not met them, but I have had many further UFO and paranormal experiences. Once I had calmed down from my excitement, I immediately rang my wife to tell her what I just experienced. It was such a powerful experience, I can recall it as though it was yesterday. It was this one experience that really kicked off for my, for me psychically and I began to research the UFO phenomena in earnest as a serious researcher rather than as an interested person. I was reading everything I could get my hands on and searching out both other researchers and like-minded people. It was at this time that I came into contact with Tony Dodd who is now deceased, an ex-policeman who had his own UFO encounter which led him to investigate the UFO phenomena and set up Quest International. I wrote to Tony about my experiences and he wrote back, saying he had received reports of similar objects from different parts of the country. 
but mine was the only one from Sussex area. He said, there is no doubt a large number of these triangular craft are operating in the UK airspace at this present time, and I am assured that they are nothing to do with the military. Tony gave me the name of another famous UFO researcher, Omar Fowler, who was collecting reports of the triangular craft crisscrossing the UK at that time, and who, in time, published a small booklet called The Flying Triangle Mystery. Omar had logged reports from across the country of the flying triangles. It seemed a time of high activity in the UK and elsewhere in the world, as the triangular sightings were everywhere. There were reports of them over Dungeness Nuclear Power Station and MP Michael Howard's house. Michael Howard was then a former cabinet minister, so this was very interesting. The local paper reported at the time, the most widely reported account is one which refers to the sighting of a UFO above the house of Folkestone and Hive MP Michael Howard when he was Home Secretary. An investigation was launched into the sighting. Over his home, it showed a triangular object with lights was spotted in the sky near the house in March 1997. A number of people reported the sighting, but Mr Howard was unaware of it. A friend and I investigated these at a local level, and we heard rumours that strange lights had been witnessed in the sea just off Dungeness Nuclear Power Station, but could not confirm this. There was even a UFO wave over Belgium, and a famous incident with the Belgium Air Force chasing these crafts. Allegedly, one was tracked across the ocean to the UK at incredible speed on radar. I contacted a guy called John C., who had retired from the police force and was now a UFO investigator. He had three unusual sightings experiences before he became a UFO minded and I quote here from a letter he sent me. One was when, during World War II, when before joining the RAF I was on the wartime staff of the BBC and employed in the technical drawing office in Isham. Another was in 1955 when I was a young police officer in Hove. Still, I have no wish to bore you with the details of his letter. John did not elaborate on his experiences at this point, but in further letters he told me this. During World War II, and prior to joining the RAF, I was working in a technical drawing office at the BBC department, evacuated from London to Evesham. A few miles outside the town was a large underground broadcasting station of the European section. Two or three times a week, several members of our department went over to this site in the evening for a meal in the underground canteen. On one occasion, during the winter of 1942 or 3, we had travelled from the town by way of a 24-hour BBC bus service to this site. It was a cold, dark, moonless night. And we were feeling our way along the winding path up the wooded hill over the site. Suddenly, the whole hill was lit up as bright as day. We all stopped in our tracks and gasped, oaths of amazement. No source of light could be seen, and no shadows were cast either by us or the trees. Then, after what seemed like a minute or so, the light was switched off and we were plunged into an even blacker darkness. Eventually, we located the entrance to the canteen and went down inside. Naturally, we were extremely excited and told everyone what we had seen. Unfortunately, nobody else had recently arrived, therefore, our story cannot be corroborated. After the meal, we returned to the gate to catch the return bus, 
and the security guard asked us what had happened. He too had seen it and said that it had illuminated the entire hill and the road as far as he could see. When the bus arrived, the driver immediately asked us what had happened. When he was about two miles away, after dropping us off, he notices a strange white glow in his cab. Suddenly stopping the bus, he leant out of his window and looked backwards. He had seen the large hill completely illuminated in bright white light, dressed as though on the brightest day. He could see nothing to account for this and feared a terrible accident had occurred. Although there was a bomber base a few miles from the site, there was no operations on that night and no known enemy air activity. I know from my later flying experiences that a parachute flare could not produce such an intensely bright light without casting any shadows. Also, there were certainly no floodlights or other lights on the surface of this site at that time. From what I now know about the UFO phenomena, I am still wondering. There have been many similar experiences reported over the years worldwide. And in view of the nature of the target, I now believe there is more than one possibility of this having been UFO inspired. I continue to correspond with John and we had many interesting conversations about UFOs over the years. My principal daylight sighting of the Flying Triangle had set wheels in motion. My contact with John led me to becoming an investigator for Tony Dodd and Quest International. As well as my research into UFOs, I was actively investigating with a good friend the crop circle phenomena. Through John, I was put in touch with the Reverend Paul Inglesby, who was the then spokesperson for Lord Hill Norton and the Hill Norton UFO Initiative, for which I became a consultant and founding member. And I will go more into this in the next chapter of the book. One final point. A book came out called UFO, A Deadly Concealment by Derek Sheffield, and I quote, In 1990, four separate NATO radar stations in Germany and Belgium tracked a thousand mile per hour triangular-shaped flying object across Western Europe and into British airspace. Despite official documentation, the governments concerned denied the facts and concealed the evidence. This book presents the facts about the incident, which has now been officially recorded in Belgium and the UK government records. The author's claims have been endorsed by UK Admiral of the Fleet, Lord Hill Norton. I immediately purchased the book and devoured its contents in a few days, and it had a special interest due to the triangular UFO I had seen. I tried to contact the author to discuss my sighting, and to my pleasant surprise found he lived just down the coast from me. Following several remarkable, interesting and informative conversations with Derek, I learnt he was planning a follow-up book with more startling revelations from his contacts in the Belgium Air Force. Sadly, he passed away and the book was never published. This book is a must-read for any serious UFO researcher, for Derek was an excellent researcher full of fact, not theory, from his extensive civilian and military sources. So that's just one chapter from my new book. It's called UFOs, The uh, Demonic Connection. I'm just going to read you a five-star review I received on it. It says, if you want a book that makes you think, buy this one. I read this book in one sitting. Why? Because I was hooked after the title. You enjoy a short look into the author's life as he starts to ask questions about his psychic powers and how it leads him to the most brilliant and informed awareness of the idea of what UFOs really are 
great read do yourself a favor and buy it so there you have it that's a custom review ufos the demonic connection by ian broadmore it's available on amazon prime for about the price of a coffee i hope you buy it and i hope you review it thanks for now have a great christmas and i'll see you all in the new year